That Star Wars magic is back. It's calling to you. The Force Awakens is beautiful, joyous, and surprising. It's a film for everyone. Star Wars The Force Awakens, rated PG-13. Hello folks, this is Rico. And you're about to hear a Skype chat on Treks in Sci-Fi for the first show of 2016, recorded just uh, last night on January 2nd. Today is January 3rd, 2016. This will be show 569 for Treks in Sci-Fi. And what you're about to hear again is a Skype chat with uh, some good friends. We recorded yesterday, last evening, talked uh, quite a bit about The Force Awakens, talked about upcoming movies that we're looking forward to this uh, upcoming year and uh, a few other topics of interest. So uh, I think you'll really enjoy this. Again, it's going out on January 3rd, 2016, uh, show number 569. So here we go with the Skype chat with all of my friends and their pets. No, <laughs> anyway, here we go with the Skype chat. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. of war. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's drink flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Rico, and you're listening to Tracks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi, a Skype call for the beginning of the year. Happy New Year! Everyone say Happy New Year! Yay! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's uh, we got a big crew. We got a, a group of pros here. We have uh, we have Jen Rhodes from the Anomaly Podcast. Hola. I'm not gonna plug everybody. I just decided that. <laughs> I only did Jen. I'm done with the rest. So <laughs> too many plugs. You guys can all plug at the end. Uh, and and Joe, who does the Star Wars stacks with her. Uh, see, I just said uh-huh. I, I do a more plugging. You still plugged a Jen podcast though. Ren. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, Rick Moyer is with us, which has been a while, I think. Yeah, hi guys, and my hey. wife's with me too. And Amy, Amy Moyer, hey. the Moyers hi. are with us. And we also have Pete Brompton Boy, who's been a while. I think you, you're always off on some scout trip. Yeah, yeah, we're working. Good. It's a pleasure to be here. Working, <laughs> yeah, it's overrated. <laughs> and and we've got uh, we've got Will Eagle. Hello, this is Will. Will equals my handle on there. My name is Will Hines. Yes, and we also have Jedi Jeff with us. Oh, hey, everyone. Uh, Jeff here. Uh, so I Canada. think the Americans are still out- outweighing the Canadians here, right? So Not by much. Uh. There's been an awakening. 
even you have never faced such a test. And it's time. All teams, give it everything you got! I've seen. We all need to run. You must face them. Fight them. All right, so today with all of us here, we're going to talk a little bit about more about Force Awakens. So to, to begin with, again, if you're one of the, the three people in the world who has not seen the movie yet, we're going to talk probably, I'm sure, about some things that happen in the movie that would be spoilers. And uh, I just kind of thought we'd get together, get everybody, uh, you know, individual impressions of it, what you guys think now after sort of letting it sit in your heads. Because I, I, I know some of you have done shows where you talked about it not too long after you saw the movie, and now everyone's had a chance to sort of either see it again or think about it some more and go like, you know, how come this happened or how come this didn't happen? or, or and, and you've probably also all been reading, you know, all kinds of people's comments on, you know, which in some cases good, some cases not so good, uh, whatever. But um, so we'll talk a little bit about Force Awakens and then the other other kind of topic I thought we could talk about and. And I think Jen put this up on the Anomaly uh, Facebook group a while ago, which I thought was kind of fun, was, you know, what kind of movies and or TV maybe that uh, we're looking forward to in the new year since it's 2016, the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. So that's it. That's the that's the scenario. So The Force Awakens, Episode 7. Pretty good movie, huh? I think. Pretty good? Um, Did it... uh, did it meet Very everyone's, good. you know, hopes and dreams and all? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll start off a little bit because I, I know I did a video cast, but a couple of things still for me. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but you know, I, in hearing a lot of people talk about it, you know, I, I've sort of sat sat on it for a while, but there, there's some of it that I, you know, after the first, I've seen it only twice now. And, and after the first time I said, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really liked it. And after the second time I felt pretty much the same, but I, I still kind of feel like, you know, I, it seems like it's setting up a lot. And I know that was an obvious thing to do or, or whatever, but I, I guess I would maybe, I, I have to say that I, I wish there had been a little bit of more of, I don't know, just, I, I think for me it's the Luke thing a lot, but I, I, I don't know. There, One of the things I used to talk about Chris a lot just the last few months because we'd always text each other about the thing was how is this going to – and we've got a couple of Star Wars book readers at least on um, – how is this going to kind of rate when you look at all the – all the books that were written. In other words, you know, I know you can't do that in a two-hour movie, but, you know, is the story going to be deep enough? And maybe after the next two movies, we could probably answer that better. But uh, it seems fairly like, you know, it was a fun movie, a good movie, but kind of simple overall. So, you know, who wants to go and maybe either branch off or tell me what you think, what you feel about it at this point now? Or, uh, I mean, again, still loved it. Great, great movie. But, you know... Could there have been a little bit more depth to it, perhaps? I don't know. So who uh, who wants to jump in? I could say a couple comments. Pete speaking. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. 
I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten a little more background because I'm not really a an EU reader, extended universe reader. Uh huh. So there are a number of things that I didn't understand. I I would have liked to have gotten a clearer picture as to uh, what Max von Sydow's character was all about and kind yeah. of where he fit in, and also how how did this first order come around? Uh, things like that kind of left me hanging. But I guess that'll they'll be cleared up in the in the future. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair i mean i think you know just to let you know i mean uh, this is a you know they they took little ideas you know from i think the eu and others have said this on their shows but these are all still kind of brand new things so we only kind of know what they showed us in the movie too so that yeah you know, uh, this is jeff here go ahead like jeff yeah I like, I think too like J.J. Abrams said uh, one of the things that really drew him to the A New Hope and the original Star Wars movies was kind of like how how Lucas had, had kind of told that story as kind of a bit of a mystery box I guess in a sense that when the New Hope came came in like there were I think we had uh, maybe a lot of those similar type questions there was a lot of yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff of like you know like Darth Vader and who is Darth Vader and how did he become Darth Vader, I guess? And, you know, even the Emperor, he just mentioned in, in that movie, and, and they never mm-hmm. really touched on it all that much. And and it's, it's it seems like he's taken kind of a bit of that principle in, in this movie as well, too, in that uh, he's kind of dropped us into this movie with, sure. uh, um, I guess, with a, a lot of things that you're going to need some explanation at some point in time. And uh, I'm guessing some things will get explained, and, and maybe some won't. And, and I, I have to admit, the first time I saw this movie, um, like say, like Max von Sydow's character, I was going like, "Did I miss something here? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. really up on Star Wars. Like, uh, who is this character yeah. somewhere else?" And I didn't know. And no, it's a new character. So, yeah. So it took me like a second viewing to actually kind of understand this movie, I guess, and that I wasn't going to know everything. And mm-hmm. I think some people are saying this is Joe. I think some people are saying that uh, he may show up in in like Rogue One as, as a younger man, something like that. I think this guy is going to be developed a little bit, kind of through other other means, be it books or these anthology films or whatever. We're going to learn more about him. I'd be shocked and amazed if we didn't. And he has a history with uh, he has a history with obviously with Luke. He has a history with uh, with uh, Leia. Um, cause he, and he had a history with, uh, Kylo Ren as when, uh, they spoke, uh, he knew, they both I, knew each other quite well. I know where you come from, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's inter- interesting. And, you know, the fact that you, that's one of the first characters, uh, him and Poe that you see in the movie, you know, there's obviously, you know, they dropped us in here 30 plus years after Return of the Jedi, right? So there's obviously. Well, he, probably, he probably had dinner over at, uh, <laughs> Leia's place with the with their kids and stuff. And why is that kid throwing a tantrum over there? Why, what's he doing? Why does he keep breaking his toys? And, he just uh, killed an action figure. <laughs> hey, He's... I wanted to make a comment. I'm sorry about Go the ahead, simplicity of the movie. Um, I saw it again for the second time today with my little boy, who it was the first time he'd ever seen. Yeah, it. how'd that go? Um, well, I was kind of worried about what happened to Han and how he was going to take that because Russell, Aaron, Angela's little boy, who's about two years older than Aaron, really had a hard time with it, screamed uh, and cried aloud during the movie. Oh, so, yeah. But he has been watching it and knows the characters more than Aaron does. So uh, Aaron was cool. He was just like, <laughs> afterwards he said, 
his comment on that whole scene was, that guy who killed his father has big poofy hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was his comment. Like, he does have big I am so hair. glad. That He's right about that. Like <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> the take home is the bad guys have the big poofy hair. Yeah. And yeah. Like, well, or a helmet. Because he has yeah. big ears, baby, and he had to cover them. But, um, <laughs> right. yeah, I guess. The, the simplicity I like because, I mean, this movie was basically setting up, uh, it was setting us up and introducing us to new characters while tying us to the old trilogy. And we've become so used to knowing in the prequels who everybody is, basically. Yeah. That I think we've forgotten the fun of not knowing, you know? Sure. No, and, no. Yeah. And also, this, just the second time I watched it, I was catching the subtleties that, you know, some, you know, I hate to sound like Jack Handy deep thoughts from uh, Saturday Night Live, but um, there was some symbol symbolism too that Angela and I caught when we talked about it on our, on our show. And then I caught some more, um, like when the one thing that bothered me was the star killer planet thing, but luckily it was only in there for a short time, then it was gone and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But I think its purpose was the fact that it was pulling light from the suns, the, the energy from the suns. But the reason I'm bringing it up is that scene with Han and Kylo, you see the struggle with him between the light and the dark on the bridge. I think it was genuine, his struggle. He wasn't sure where he was going to go in that scene. And when the light went out, when the sun was drained, that's when he made the switch to the dark side and stabbed Han. Hmm. And I think that was symbolic. The, the Starkiller planet is a parallel between, you know, Kylo Ren and this weapon of, you know light and dark and the struggle and you know the fact that it's sapping energy and light you know when it was gone that was it he made the switch he's dark side so i just i felt like if we we boil it down to the basics like that it's easier to kind of digest rather than going you know complaining that's too much like the death star though there's two more before that and now we just have one that's bigger and it's just dumb you know i've heard it from other people so <laughs> yeah it's like, but, stop being a raging fanboy and just like it for the... There's know, always a way to blow movies. it up. Come on. There's always yeah. a way to blow it up. There's always but a weakness. Anyway, yeah. there are this, these really cool little parallels. The other thing I noticed um, was the fact that the first time we see that lightsaber that that is handed to um, Ray is in A New Hope. And what does it come out of? It comes out of a trunk. And oh, yeah. Obi-Wan gives it, hands it to Luke. And the next time we see it in this film is it's being, you know, taken out of a trunk once again, mm -hmm. given to Ray, and at the end of the film, Ray is handing it to Luke again. It's almost like full circle. Yeah, it's very symbolic, you're right. So, and then I've heard like these little theories about who Ray is. I have my own theories, but one of them that people have is that she's in some way related to Obi-Wan. I don't know if that's true or not, but I see where it's coming from because sure. Obi-Wan gives it to Luke in the first film and you see this girl giving it to Luke again and she has this English accent as a, as, as does everyone <laughs> apparently in this movie. Well, thank goodness but, at least Finn didn't, you know, cause he's, he's English or British yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he is English too, so. Yeah, so at least they, they didn't have him and Ray both, you know. Yeah. I there love that character. A, yeah, there was actually a really funny interview. He was on, I don't know if it was Graham Norton or one of those other BBC kind of late night talk shows mm -hmm. where they they asked him, oh, you know, were you originally supposed to use your, your English accent? 
and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I did for the first day, and uh, it didn't really work out, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it didn't really work out very well, so he told me not. They, they told me to, to use an American accent. Tea time. <laughs> yeah, even though what, you know, especially in the first, the first uh, New Hope, uh, you know, a lot of the because they filmed, you know, in London so much, you know, there's a lot of British, basically, you know, people in these movies, you know, as uh, Empire people, especially. And actually something something interesting that I, I mean, I noticed a lot, I've seen it three times now, and uh, I think I'm pretty much done seeing it on my own, you know, <laughs> under my own power, unless someone really asks me, I think three times is good enough. But uh Right at the beginning, when the you know kind of the you have the Star Destroyer and the, the stormtroopers going down to the planet, in that first scene that we've saw a scene in the previews with the flashing lights and the stormtroopers, it's very explicit that the stormtroopers are of different heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. It's kind of playing off that you know you're a little short for a stormtrooper. Well, now it doesn't matter. They're all different heights, and there's women, and there's you know white people, black people, and you know all that. So it's it's very interesting. I li- I like that whole aspect of the diversity and it didn't seem forced to me like, Oh, we're going to put in a multiracial, you know, everyone so that everyone's represented. Everyone's happy. It just, it didn't feel like that to me. Yeah. It was organic. Mm-hmm. They're all human though, aren't they? Well, that's something. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know, Pete. Uh, I, I mean, any alien stormtroopers? Yeah. I mean, there's that's a call back to the EU too, yeah. because in the EU, the empire disliked aliens you know, quote unquote aliens. Second yeah. class. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they certainly they would have to be at least close to human, or else you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a like a Twilic or something would have a hard time with that armor and helmet situation. So, uh, if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a very good movie. Very, they're, they're, you're right. You know, there's there's a lot of symbolism. I I like not knowing everything. I. None of that is a, a problem for me. And again, this is just little little things. But um, and I like the parallels. I do like the fact that it parallels the first, you know, A New Hope a lot. The um, I, I think again, I think I said it on my video cast. You know, the biggest disappointment for me was Luke. I mean, I really, <laughs> I really wanted to him to come jump in at some point, like when they're fighting on the on the on that whatever Death Planet place or whatever. Starkiller base, and you know, I just wanted that his lightsaber to just all of a sudden block a blow, and then him just being there, you know, just would have been like awesome. <laughs> and and I know they're saving stuff, you know, in a way they 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 kept that on purpose, and, and the fact that he 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 goes away. But I also have a little just part of me, and and again, none of these things are are big things, but I I guess I'm probably being a little bit devil's advocate on the or opposite on the on the show today, but. The the idea that he he took off, you know, he's got this Kylo, whatever his well Ben, and you know he's bad. He kills a bunch of you know what, but the, Luke running away just seems like not in quite character to me a little bit, you know. I, I guess. I have uh, what do you guys What do you guys think I about have that? On that too. Yeah. Go go ahead, Jeff. Got, go ahead. Because as I was thinking about that a bit today, you know, Luke kind of ran away, but then again, Han also ran away. Yeah, and I guess you could say, yeah. in a sense, even though that Leia was with the resistance, um, mm-hmm. she sort of ran away, and that she never really uh, uh, didn't look like she's ever done anything uh, to further her uh, her uh, Force powers or her Jedi powers, um, and so she, in a sense, sort of just ran away to being, um, you know, like uh, back to her old life of 
more more in the military. Well, they even say that at some point, don't yeah. they? Say something yeah. like a line in the movie, like we yeah. we kind of went back to what we are. Yeah. Han says it, I know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they all 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 three of those characters all sort of kind of represented running away from that that particular time. I or guess, just went know, back to where, is, the way they this were. This is why we need the First Order to set things right in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But it, but didn't you think that after everything that Luke struggled through, it, you know, it, and, and at the end of Return of the Jedi, you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me and all that, that, and, and I know you don't see like, you know, for the first, whatever, 15, 20 years, maybe things were banging along and then kylo comes along and messes everything up or ben comes obviously along. whatever kylo so does, so, so i guess it yeah, was with huge. um but even then if things had been going so well one you know wouldn't he have gone after him or or you know i i know there's a lot of things to be answered and maybe we'll learn more of that in the next one but uh here's my theory well, on that. yeah go ahead jen i think the reason that he's withdrawn is because he's waiting for ray and i think that the character kylo being his nephew is an issue he doesn't want to kill kylo because you know kylo's just getting to the point you know where he's he's obviously needing more training i think luke probably could take him like hand him his butt you know yeah and that he that's his nephew that's his sister's son that's han's son he doesn't want to kill him and he he didn't kill vader he turned him back to the light he's waiting and i think that ray is a key to that so that's that's kind well, of does my that does that mean you think that Ray is Luke's daughter? I don't think he's his, her daughter. I do not think that she is his daughter. No, she there's no connection to the Skywalker grand, family, granddaughter, or maybe just one of the. I think she's probably was one of the children of maybe a pair of Jedi that dumped her there or yeah on that planet to save her because she's obviously got some connection. You know, and either that or she is related, but not his his daughter. She's too young and he's too old. I also and had the feeling think with uh, yeah, I don't think she's necessarily too young. I mean, you know, there you know, there's it's he, you know he could have could have been with a younger woman. I mean, you know, and we don't know quite this galaxy and how you know how old that's women. That's true. You know but what she I mean? Has a question you know, about, so. um, about she would remember Luke. him though. But yeah. would she? Go ahead. Well, we'll find well, out. Yeah. Too, for me is. Uh, um, how closely does he uh, identify to the Jedi principles? Because he did see with Darth Vader, um, Darth Vader had attachment, Darth Vader had children, and Darth Vader went to the dark side. Is Luke going to want to have a daughter and potentially go down that same path right. as well, too? So that was one of my thoughts, too, that, that she wouldn't be his daughter because he, he might follow the Jedi principles quite closely and, and not uh, choose to have attachment. And Unless he doesn't know of. about her at all. Like, you know, had a little, I hate to say it, uh, you know, one night stand somewhere, you know, and left and doesn't know about her, perhaps. You know? I, th- I think it is his daughter. And uh, I think that he was so upset because of what happened with Kylo that that's why he ended up leaving her on that planet, because he was afraid something would happen to her like that. Because I guess we also didn't really see his much of his face, so we don't see if he recognizes her or not. Yeah, because he would have left her when she was real, real young, so... Mm-hmm. But even not. if he does recognize her, we don't we don't know. We, we haven't That's seen true. if there's recognition or if there isn't recognition or anything like that. He's just he's hiding from everybody, and I guess it, it might make. Yeah, sense. I probably read way too much into that last little, you know, which which seemed to parallel to me the 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 Vader Luke uh, thing at the end of Return of the Jedi of 
look, Luke looking at Ray. Ray looking at Luke. Luke, Rick. <laughs> but but I I, I probably, probably read like, way too much because I, I I'm fingers crossed, you know, toes crossed uh, that I'm like, okay, are you all right? I I was basically talking myself into that was a look of like, you know. Oh, honey, I only saw you last when you were five years old or whatever type of thing or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find or out. Or maybe but... he knows everything about her. Maybe he's doing an Obi-Wan and, you know, watching over her from a distance somehow. I think he does know. I think he knows. Um, I think Ray's uh, the mystery of Ray is held with Luke. And I, I think I've read some speculation as well that uh, she potentially um, could have trained under uh, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. At some mm-hmm. point, and then um, maybe got her uh, uh, mind erased or something like that, or mm-hmm. a Jedi mind uh, erased after um, Kylo had attacked the um, um, and killed all the uh, the Jedi's that Luke was training, and then she got hidden away on Jakku to uh, protect Jack-er. her from yeah from Kylo and uh, Snoke. Possibly. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. there's something to that. I think you're right. I mean, I don't know what her relation is to him, but I know that I think I know that she's probably been. Like a part of his academy or something at some point. Yeah, like Jen, you brought there. it up. Yeah, you brought it up when we were talking about it on on Star Wars stacks and when they're fighting and she's kind of rediscovering all these powers. I think it's that like she's rediscovering mm-hmm. her powers. She's not she already had, them. Yeah. yeah. Like in other words, she already that, had the training. Yeah, and yeah it's just coming like, back. Also, yeah. something I'm I'm sorry, interrupting. I just no, don't want to forget that I saw this today. When she's being interrogated by Kylo Ren, and he's talking about how she's lonely, how she can't sleep at night, he says, "And you think about an island in the ocean, and then where does she find Luke? On an island in an ocean. So either she's having oh, some sort that's a good of like, catch. yeah." Either she's having like force visions, you know, like she's envisioning the future, or she remembers it. I don't know, but there's a connection that I caught in this, you know, the second time I watched it. Unless that's something that never, um, because she had so much in that flashback when she grabbed that lightsaber, if um, potentially something like that didn't get shown, but was that potentially an extension to that um, that whole whole uh, sequence where she? Saw some stuff from uh, Cloud City, and then saw some stuff where well, the, yeah, the Jedi's yeah. got killed, and then then herself actually um, battling uh, Kylo later in the movie. Yeah, so. that you know, one of the things in the voice, the the Force Vision that I noticed was at the end, someone says her name, and it sounds like it's Obi Wan. So it so what they did there is that is Alec Guinness. Yeah. And they cribbed the line from uh, from A New Hope where he says, don't be afraid. And they Ray, took the, they took they the took Ray, Ray part out. out of afraid. Ah, and then you and McGregor added some uh, some further lines about these were her first steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's, a little, there's the, a little Yoda in there too, right? Yeah, there, yeah, yes. Yoda explaining the force. And apparently for that, they had actually gotten Frank Oz still alive, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So they had gotten Frank Oz to come into the booth and record, and apparently they ended up not using it and just pulled lines from Empire, I believe. Bummer. But they did get you uh, and McGregor to record a new line. Oh, yes. That's cool. Yeah. The, these are your first steps. That's a new line from from you and. I need to, I need to uh, watch that again so I can catch that because I missed the Obi Wan. I missed the. Uh, it's hard, actually. Even yeah, if you know about it, 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 well. it, depending on your theater and, and a lot of things, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to pick up. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it yeah, is, the, especially when your kid gets stuck in the seat and you're trying to free him before he panics and <laughs> starts stuck. screaming. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> His foot got stuck. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> was that before or after the uh, Han Solo thing? When it, he got so upset? I think it was before. <laughs> it was before. Yeah, it's uh, but um, but that yeah that that's there's a lot in that like whatever thirty seconds of of Ray's force vision or whatever you want to call it. But I just um, want to know how much he made, uh, how much Mark Hamill made for a like a three minute appearance. Oh, that? <laughs> Maybe thirty. At the seconds. end of the show, he wasn't on there very long. Well, I'm wondering. Well, he, had a lot, he had a lot of work a cue to do. from Marlon Brando in doing that. Yeah. You know, I, I read through, I don't know who who on the call here has, uh, but there's been a couple of things that, that were posted about, you know, deleted scenes or and or things that are in the book, but I think they're mostly actually film stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't think in any of that stuff that I read, there was any more Luke. No, so it's not like he filmed like four more days worth of stuff they just didn't use or anything like that for this particular movie. You know, but um, so that that was that, you know, he yeah, he wasn't um, there wasn't anything more there. And some of those scenes were kind of interesting, but I don't think they really give you a lot more answers on the characters or background or anything more and more in depth or detail. I just kind of feel like, you know, it, 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 it for her to just be a completely like not related to any of these people would just seem yeah, I guess it wouldn't be that bad, but it would seem a little strange, I guess, to me. Perhaps. She does seem to have uh, some traits. She does seem to have Anakin's um, um, traits of uh, being a quite a good uh, mechanic, mm -hmm. um, fixing things. Yeah, a pilot. Um, the pilot one's interesting for me because I can see Anakin in her pilot in her, and I also can see Han because the way she flew that Falcon was. Uh, very reminiscent to me of Han, but also Anakin was also quite wild at uh, flying, uh, flying as well. Luke, there we never Luke. really got to see a lot of Luke and his piloting skills. Um, so I found that interesting with um, with Ray um, that she did seem to have some real tangible um, connections to um, Skywalkers. I guess in the sense, um, like things that you could tangibly put, like on like Anakin Skywalker. I just like uh, the fact the Falcon's bit. just sitting there, you know, and you just jump in and just <laughs> Anakin kind of take, like a, a take off of a, an immaculate conception. Perhaps she's something similar. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one was just yeah, whatever. Was that but... nonsense, or was that what the? No, well, you're right. That's well, I mean, it was you know from the midichlorian, you yeah. know, whatever. You know, no, but that's a theory. That's a yeah. theory that is that is out there as well. That uh, she potentially could be similar to, Anne. yeah, the way Anakin uh, came to be. And uh, like I read uh, a book. Um, they had just they had a Disney book, um, which kind of has a, three small stories with uh, Ray, Poe, and uh, Finn. And uh, they went quite through a lot with Ray with her. She self-taught herself how to fly using uh, flight simulators from a flight simulator that she built and then she spent a whole year constructing her own or repairing some ship that she found on the planet so she's got some real kind of um tangible um tangible uh, traits uh, that we've well, there's seen that one quick scene where she's, she puts on the like uh helmet like the the yeah. x-wing kind of yeah helmet the x-wing pilot helmet yeah yeah, and she 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 looks like she's sort of playing pilot, you know, in a way there. So she's got mad that would be, skills. That would be a good parallel. I mean, like a good going back to symbolism. I mean, if Kylo inherits Anakin's bad, bratty, insane 
<laughs> you know, traits, <laughs> and she hair. inherits his good qualities. Big you know, ears. that sounds. And then there's the two conflicting, you know, against each other. That that's a really cool um, thing to pull apart, you know. And well, the other the other thing thrown around is that she's another uh, solo. You know that she's she's somehow that she's you know, Jaina. Yeah, yeah, basically yeah. Jaina, which was in the books, right? That that you know it's it's bro- it's going to be brother versus sister. That she's a long lost somehow. I have a hard time with that. That that, yeah. that Han, yeah. you know, is now gone, and you know that if if she could potentially be his daughter, perhaps you know the other one thrown around. I I read somebody said, well, maybe she's Princess Leia with some other guy. You know, so. Um, scandalous yeah i know these uh, i think there would be some recognition though like they um that was she may the have thing gotten that, hidden with leia you mean yeah with and leia maybe they and chose... she has the force she can sense things like that you don't yeah. see any sort of recognition yeah i agree i agree jen I, I i think for her to be you know leia's daughter would just wouldn't make sense han's daughter <laughs> eh, you know that seems a little unfair right there yeah. so um, i don't think that's it because the other one people were throwing around was like, oh, maybe she was like a little kid and was on the Falcon before, and maybe she knows what button does what or something like that that sh- that's just sort of muscle memory, or she remembers things like, you know, from... Well, the yeah. book, the novelization we're reading has some interesting backstory to that. Like, she was just getting in the cockpits and checking yeah. things out and trying things out, you yeah, know? because it was just there, right? So mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that's how I knew how to get that one, and it wasn't my yeah. first choice. And- yeah. I'm thinking as much as they spent together, as far as Han and uh, Ray, they would have re- they would have recognized each other mm-hmm. or felt something being together that long. That where with Luke, he was only <laughs> there for a few minutes, as far as the movie goes, and that's probably why you didn't really know for sure if they were related. But um, I'm thinking Han and her would have figured something out as much as they were together there. Again, yeah. maybe she was she was hidden away, and maybe like Luke or someone like that, uh, maybe they. Leia and uh, Han asked that uh, you know maybe their memories uh, were wiped so that uh, that uh, you know she could be protected. Again, that's it's probably a very um, it's not very feasible, but that's just I, I, a, a thought. I like it. I was reading something where I don't know where it was posted, but there's been a lot of stuff I've been reading the last couple of weeks, and somebody said something like, you know, the these Skywalkers or the whatever, they need to stop like having kids, and uh, <laughs> you know, the universe just... would be a lot safer and better place. You know, just stop. I think Chris said that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think a few people have posted it. I I, I mean, that's uh, well, you know, it could also be another reason why Luke, you know, like you were saying, I, I think Jeff about you know just being you know. No attachments, no kids, because kid could be potentially bad. You know, could try to take over the galaxy again, type of thing. They don't so, have a great track record so far, that's for sure. Well, you know, great power, you know, whatever mm-hmm. power corrupts type of thing situation. Well, I, but I, I've got a theory on who she is too. I think she's Admiral Akbar's daughter with plastic <laughs> surgery. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, that kind of thinking is a trap, Rick. Right? She's got a she's got a mask on. She's got one of those uh, Mission Impossible masks on. She'll pull it off and. It'll be Admiral Akbar. No, Don Knotts. Face. No. You don't she take any carp off of her. Uh, oh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I, I read something that, you know, you read all this stuff and you kind of like go, hmm, yeah, you think about it and then you take it or you don't. But one thing that I, I that, that was getting thrown around a lot at first after the movie was out was the whole last, you know, the, the fight, right? The end fight. Mm-hmm. And the other, the, th- the thing that somebody had pointed out that I thought was 
pretty interesting and they they kind of pointed out in the movie a bit but but you kind of don't it's it's the point that um or the fact that you know after after mr ben mr kylo whatever you want to call him um takes out han and chewie shoots him with his bowcaster right nice shot but it should have been a little bit higher (laughs) yeah well well the 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 uh this this little article or blog post somebody pointed out was that when you watch this they make a big point in this movie beyond any of the other movies they've ever done before of how powerful that weapon is right the bowcaster mm-hmm. i mean it knocks people 20 feet in the air right han han at one point shoots a stormtrooper through armor it knocks the guy 20 feet in the air and he you know he has that little line where he says i like this you know or whatever so he shoots after han gets it and chewie goes nuts and, and shoots kylo that had to sting a bit, right? That hurt him. He's bleeding all over the place. So the point of all this is that what the what the person in this little blog post pointed out was, this guy's hurt. He's hurt bad, and he's probably using the force to help hold himself together a bit, even though he keeps playing like a monkey and pounds his chest and says, I'm fine, I'm fine, or whatever. But they said that this weakened him, you know, by trying to hold a you know this injury in check to the point of even though these other unskilled, fairly unskilled, well, not Ray, she, she can fight, obviously. And, and, he, and even Finn, you know, has had training, you know, as a stormtrooper. But the point being, you know, with a lightsaber, no matter how good you are, it's a little different. So they made the point of saying that, well, Kylo's pretty hurt there, you know. Yeah, and, he, and, he and, and he really, you know, even though they don't show it or really... I think they could have, with a little bit of, you know, a couple scenes where maybe he drops his arm or something like that, they could have shown that it was really affecting his abilities uh, a bit more than they did. You know, he kind of, like, shrugs it off almost, and you think, like, well, maybe Chewie's didn't hit him bad, but I think Chewie hit him pretty good. Oh, yeah. That was he was hit. sweating, and, and, and uh, he was in the snow. He's right. Yeah, and, I think, sweat. and that's why they were showing, like, the blood on the ground. Yeah, so they did a bit of it, but, I mean, they, again, I think all those people that were, there was a lot of people saying at first, like, how is this possible? Yeah. He should have just cut them both down in two hits or whatever. I said, no, this guy's hurt, and he's hurt bad. Mm-hmm. He's hurt um, bad, and he's also hurt in the sense that he's, he's still struggling between... Uh, good and bad and he just killed his father so he's also dealing with that yeah as well, well he's got so. no control and he's not yeah. trained you know they make no. a point out of yeah. saying that so i I, when, I was completely fine with that you know the yeah, fact that too. that ray I, was able to to do what she did and and even finn you know until he got slashed on the back or whatever you know he, he was you know hanging in there for a few seconds at least so no matter well, what the, how great a fighter you are if you're not focused you're not going to do very well yeah and oh so, it's a mental and, thing yeah one other thing, and I'll let you cut in. I think it's Pete, but um, Angela made a really good point that you were talking about him beating his chest. She said in gaming, like like um, some of the, I don't know what game she's referring to, I know, but if you've ever had a warrior in World yeah, of Warcraft, you know they what this beat is. their wound to bring up their rage. And that's, more rage. Yeah, that's what I think she's right. I think that's more of what he was doing was to pumping up his adrenaline, hit himself all, yeah. to he- feel the pain more because that's a Sith thing, you know. The anger bringing up the rage yeah. brings up his power, so he's hitting his wound to do that. I think that was oh, what that was about. Well, so. uh, it's Will. Um, oh, sorry. That's all right. Um, well, don't you remember during the movie? I'm sure we all do. Um, when that stormtrooper brought out that sword. So maybe Finn did have some training with swords mm-hmm. or with, with lightsabers um, because that stormtrooper he was fighting had one or something like it. Yeah. So maybe he did have some training with that, and that's why he could do a, you know decent with it when he was um, 
biting there at the end. Yeah, some of yeah, the, yeah I agree completely. And you yeah, know, but like I'm like ahead, Jen Joe. said, we're we're going through the novelization. I haven't gotten to that part of the novelization yet, but even up to the part where I am at, you know, they keep saying, oh, and because Finn is a fully trained stormtrooper, he knows how to do this, and because like he's not like kind of in the movie, he kind of comes off as a little bit kind of goofy and whatever, but he is a highly trained, fully competent stormtrooper. Oh, he is. I read the uh, there was a book called uh, Before the Force Awakening. Hmm. Um, which had the three stories about uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray, and the whole section on Finn was about uh, all this melee training and how, in his group, he was uh, head and shoulders better than than the other um, the other troopers, and that he was he was actually uh, one of the top troopers, and they very much had their eye on him, and uh, they had a lot of actually. Captain Phasma in that story as well too and she was pushing him to be more kind of ruthless um, because he just that wasn't him but his skills like his his skills his fighting skills and all that were all were were very good and and much better than a lot of the other people he was training with do we think that he's force sensitive at all do what what do you guys think about that you know because that's That's been tossed around too I think it's just training yeah he's no for no force no, I don't think so. It's like that line where, uh, what does he say? Let's just use the force, or what? What, what yeah, part is it? That's not how the force <laughs> yeah, works. Not, to get into the place, or what were they mm-hmm. doing at that point? To, I, yeah. I found it fascinating that the uh, the one stormtrooper and uh, they they were so passionately angry at him for being a traitor. Like they really believed in that what they were doing, and they just couldn't comprehend that uh, that Finn had become a traitor like that. Yeah they're, yeah, they're they're trained from birth, so they were taken from their families and yeah. indoctrinated, like Jen said. Did did they? Okay, that that part I, I was slightly I wouldn't say confused exactly, but I was trying to figure out would all of those stormtroopers when they went down to that base know exactly who he was? Had they been informed? I mean, it seemed like some of the elite people, but would they have gone and said, you know, whatever his FN number or whatever such and such? You know, hey, this guy's down here. He's a traitor. This is what he looks like under his armor. You know what I mean? It just seemed. Uh, he would have trained with those those people as well. So quite oh, possibly. That's a, well, possibly. Yeah. I, mean, I guess like the his, guys that were right there. I mean, the, the yeah. one guy that, that faces him off with that little staff thingy of uh, whatever. He immediately goes traitor, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, I, I that kind of took me back a little bit. Like if he had still had on like some piece of stormtrooper armor, I would have been like, OK, yep. But um, but it's not. I wouldn't put it past them to like be showing propaganda about him leaving just to make them sure feel like you know feel it, that that he was a traitor who betrayed them. Yeah. Not just you know that's that just it's it smells makes sense. imperial to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see Bill Weasley doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, Hux. he makes a really yeah. good. Yeah. Scary Nazi. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm that, sure they don't. They don't always have their uniforms on either, or their stormtrooper armor on all the time either when they're eating, or because they're mm-hmm. not cloned, so they've got to eat and sleep. And they're all hanging that out stuff. in the common room. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you brought up Phasma a while ago, and I have, and the the second time I watched it, I I have to say that other than the Star Killer thing, that's the one disappointment is that she didn't have a larger role. Because they made it, she just looked so kick butt. I mean, this chick in a 
you know, armor, chrome armor. We were like, who is this person? What is she doing? You know, what is... We didn't even know at that point that it was a woman playing the part, but we were just, like, enchanted with the armor, and it looks so different than the other stormtroopers. And, and she's, like, and a she foot taller than anybody else. she has the smallest role yeah. and gets stuffed in a trash compactor, you know? So I'm just hoping that that role is bigger in the next two films because it, I, I'm hoping it's not like what happened to Boba Fett where you're so... Wow, who's this guy? And well, they, and then they, in Jedi, yeah, he gets fed to the Sarlacc. Yeah, I feel the same. And I, I mean, they they picked a you know a, a pretty popular actress right now that's on Game of Thrones, as Pete mm-hmm. well knows, you know, Brienne. So I mean, they 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 didn't just grab somebody and say, "Here, you're big and tall. Go in this armor here." So yeah, the fact that they didn't even like have her helmet come off ever, you know, I don't know if they're trying to create another Boba Fett, but I mean. It, these days with the internet and everybody knows who that actress is in that armor, you know what I mean? It's not like it's so mysterious anymore. Right. And, and, you know, there's like, why are you not using that a little bit in this movie? And do you but, think she's in some deleted scenes? I don't remember when I read uh, through the like 10 or whatever I read online about the deleted scenes. I don't remember her being a part. There's a big, uh, like there's a big chase scene on the Starkiller base with, with some kind of new speeder with Finn and Ray after they get away, after Han gets killed. And I think that's the point. There's a, there's a bunch of, they're all, uh, you can find the list and they're all pretty fairly confirmed things. Uh, yeah. She was also, I noticed like say when they had all those kind of, uh, photos, they yeah. did have some photos of her on the, uh, planet where Maz's castle was but uh there were some photos of her there because they showed her walking around yeah uh, but she was never in those scenes because it actually really wouldn't have made sense because she was on the base at the time when uh when they were destroying the other planets um so um so i'm not sure if they you know later when they were kind of um you know laying out the the story and all the footage that they filmed that they may have had to cut some of her scenes because it might not have made us made sense from you know, where we'd seen her character and where the story was. So it's possible maybe she just got unlucky and got some yeah. scenes cut out from that. Also, too, they really need to redeem her character because she basically just um, turned the uh, the shields off uh, really um, from a threat from a kind of a, a gutless type right. kind of stormtrooper who is probably <laughs> never going to kill you. So so they need she needs some big redemption, I think, in the next movie. Well, she's still <laughs> still out there, right? So, uh, Hopefully. you know. Well, yeah. yeah. Did she ever get out of the compactor? Because we, I don't think we ever saw that. So, I think yeah. it's, it's implied that she survives. Well, yeah, maybe it's like the refrigerator in the last Indiana Jones movie. You know, it survives <laughs> the nuclear bat blast. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, the, the one I usually go to is if you don't actually see the person die, they, you know, in, in these kind of movies or comic book films, if you don't actually see them physically dead on the ground, you don't know for sure. So, or in yeah, other words, you may, can consider them alive if you've not seen them actually die. Yeah, there may be, be some time. There yeah. may be some time too, because, like, say, you know, because they told uh, like Hawks, you know, like uh, Snoke told Hawks, you know, go get Kylo Ren and uh, bring him to me. And it's just like right when the planet yeah. is like blowing up, and it's just like, well, how would you have time to go and? find someone you know when it looks like there's only like only a minute or two before the planet's going to completely blow up plenty of time plenty of time well we never saw uh how chewy got out but maybe he hit the uh, uh compact crusher on his way out <laughs> what do you mean how you see chewy get out or you mean I, no we didn't see chewy get out but may, so maybe he hit no he's the... flying the falcon right 
at well, the yeah. end. Yeah. Well, he, he got yeah. out, but we didn't yeah. see him get out. Right. Didn't oh, see you mean getting, him, getting out of the base when he pushes the trigger thing, when he blows it up or whatever? Not when yeah, the whole so, planet goes up. Not when not when the whole planet. Right. I mean, right. He, no, I, yeah. no, I was just kind of kidding around. That oh, when he I was see. Okay. Getting out of the out of there, he hit the uh, crusher on the compactor. All the way <laughs> Push the button. Yeah. Push the compactor. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought when they didn't show him get out, I was like really going to be bummed if Me he too. got killed if too. If no Chewie, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I am a huge Han Solo fan, and then if they would have did that to Chewie too, I probably wouldn't have watched the next one. But uh, I, it would it would have been hard. Although although I could have seen him going even a little crazier when Han gets it, you know, like him just running down there and just tearing yeah. everybody apart that he could get his hands on. So uh, you know, I thought that's what was going to happen. I was so distraught over what happened to Han, and then I was then when uh, Chewie started shooting everyone, I thought, oh god, he's going to commit suicide. And yeah. then I thought, well, I guess they're. But then he had a way to do it. He could just blow it all. He could blow up the whole place there too, you know. And he probably could have. He probably thought because it happens pretty quickly. He probably thought he could get Kylo too. You know, when Mm -hmm. you think about it, it happened so fast. You know, he's like, you know, he could have figured, okay, the quickest way to make sure I get this guy is I'll just blow this whole place up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So, uh, well, maybe he can get a hold of him in one of the other movies. Yeah, he does, Chewbacca. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think you're right. Yeah, that would be that would be uh that would be good. So a choke. (laughs) Yeah, good good choke. I know you guys said you're reading the book. The other part that I I I couldn't quite figure out how this worked was the base itself. You know, they 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 fire that weapon once, which means what they had to suck a sun dry at some point. Mm -hmm. So does that base move? Does it? Does it? What I think it must have to. It can move, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't ever really see it move like the Death Star actually is moving and you, you, you know, see them, you know, set a course to, you know, Alderaan or whatever. But, uh, but that thing, you know, it sucks the sun out and then it, then it, you know, not too long later, they're, they're, they're sucking down another sun to blow up something else. So, uh, the thing that I thought was kind of weird about that was that why would you have to destroy the planets if you suck out the sun? (laughs) Just go suck you know, just sun. suck out the sun. <laughs> well, for the planets in that system, but it, it it could hit planets, you know, light years away. Through, you know, it, right. it could it could fire its weapon and hit anything yeah. like whatever. I don't know if there was a range or a limit to it, but it, you know, basically it was shooting through. What did they say? Hyperspace. You know, it was actually being able to shoot at star systems. You know, <laughs> long distance away. So, but I guess yeah, the thing with it, me about Star Killer is that. It's not that important. Yeah. Like, unlike in A New Hope, where the whole point of the movie was, oh, well, we have to stop the Death Star. The Death Star. Here, yeah. it was just something for them to go and do so we could learn more about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been anything, and it just happened to be that. So that's why, like, in a way, Starkiller bothers me, and in another way, it doesn't, because whatever it was, it's not that important. It could have just been easily, like, an Empire, you know, or whatever, First Order's base planet. Right. You know what I mean? It didn't have to be what it was all that other stuff. It really didn't, you know, in a way. Um, it could have just been one of their fortified bases where they knew they were all at and they went at it or whatever. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I... Um, did we lose someone? Yeah, Pete had to drop. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, but uh, anything else? Yeah, I mean, there was so well, many fun st- things. I've I mean, there was... i got a thing you know, about the Starkiller base, though, too, I guess. I guess... Guess like like you guys say it it wasn't really major in the story, but then I guess as well too, it did uh, it did destroy the the basically the uh, the Republic 
which was also Republic not major government. in the story. Yeah. Like that but, whole side of things wasn't that yeah. important. Like the government's gone, but we didn't really see the government doing anything. Yeah. And like but now I just we don't got, have a government, I guess. Right. So. And so that's like, you know, so is like the first order in charge yeah. now? Like it seems yeah. that way. The first order that's took a true. I didn't even too. notice that. Yeah, yeah, they that was the, you know, the big the biggie, the first the first firing of the weapon, you know, took out the took out that base of uh, operations or whatever. So well, that's where their uh, Senate was uh, sitting. So basically yeah. took out their government. Yeah, the, so, so yeah, the Senate actually moves from planet to planet every couple of years, it looks like so that, you know, there's like proper representation everywhere. And it happened to be in the Hosnian system or whatever it was, which for, is what they targeted first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And what, and a, another little tidbit that came out of the, uh, the novelization was uh, when they're destroying that the the planet, it's kind of focusing in on this one kind of younger woman, and we don't know anything about mm -hmm. her. She's she's actually Leia's aide, like her personal assistant or whatever. Who oh. and and she was sent there by Leia to kind of convince the 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 senate to take action against the first order and the aide was kind of like oh you know you you should go in my place because you're going to convince them and i won't and she's like oh no no i have to do this other stuff so leia could have actually been there ah okay so yeah that's something that i guess that may have been edited out for time or whatever because yeah, I, yeah, I think i read maybe one of the deleted scenes has the two of them interacting in some capacity like mm. maybe before leia leaves or something like there's, yeah, a, there's I, a scene yeah yeah, I found like that was a bit of a problem because like this planet gets destroyed, but you don't know anyone on it and it's not important to you in any way. Yeah, there's no connection, really. So maybe if we had known who that woman was and that she's there and oh, she's going to be killed too. Like it's still not that big of a hit to us kind of emotionally, but it would yeah. have a bit more relevance. Yep, yep. I have a question. In the trailers, we see the lightsaber being handed to who, what I thought was Leia. Yeah, it's a deleted scene. It's, it's a, a deleted yeah, scene. There's a deleted, or a, or a, let's say it's a slightly different scene or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I read that because uh, uh, Maz was supposed to go with them back to the uh, to the the, uh, Reliance, the base or whatever. Yeah, right. base and uh, and hand um, Leia that lightsaber, but I guess they felt that uh, that from a story wise, that character didn't add anything more. Um, to the story and just kind of was just kind of around so so they ended up just cutting cutting those scenes I guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah they cut that I mean that you know that's one of the funny things about trailers and, and, and sometimes it seems to happen a lot with movies and sometimes it doesn't but there are a few especially since I think all of us practically were like you know these trailers were being picked apart and dissected and watched. Yeah. Okay, click play just one more time. Just click play one more time. I'm just going to watch it one You know, like the big scene with um, Kylo uh, igniting his lightsaber out in the woods, right? That that one first or one of those early trailers with the hole that started the whole, oh, it's a triple-bladed lightsaber. That doesn't make sense. That whole thing, that never happens in the movie. Yeah, I was a little that, disappointed because I wanted that to see that angle it on and that screen. view and that you know he he's out there in the you know in that scene and in in, when they're fighting, but that actual angle of him igniting it doesn't happen in the movie at all, which was such a big thing in the trailer, you know. Yeah, I think that's one of those scenes where that's probably one of those scenes where you hear him igniting it. And, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and I think they wanted to make it a little bit more of a surprise too, because you know Ray and Finn are out there, and then all of a sudden he's he's there, and um, but you know not a big thing, I guess. But yeah, there's there's quite a few, at least a good ten, twelve, pretty good scenes that were uh, 
pulled out because I guess the first cut of the movie that I read somewhere that was another half hour longer, something that like that. Fine. Yeah, maybe maybe eventually. Although you know they're probably they'll probably end up on on the the DVD Blu-ray, but I don't think they're going to be like they do with Lord of the Rings or those from extended what, edition or whatever. Yeah, what J.J. Abrams seems to go on record as saying is he does he'll they may slide on there as you know you can go to your menu and watch them, but they won't be reincorporated in the movie. Mm-hmm. He said he doesn't like. He says he feels that the cut for the for the theater is the cut of the movie. He's period. like the opposite of George Lucas. <laughs> He's like the anti George Lucas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, it was it was really great. I mean, there, there's just I mean, I just was clapping and smiling and hooting and hollering. The you know the first that first night seeing that movie was just so much fun. And um, it um, you know you know we only have about a year and a half to wait right for the for the for episode uh, eight so not well, we quite rogue one, and rogue one before though. that yeah. yeah and rogue one before that uh, exactly rogue one in just a year which what uh, is that done filming it's got to be done for uh, principal stuff must must be done yeah must be i doing mean post i've barely seen you know the funny thing is is we've barely seen i've seen a couple of photos but that's it basically i mean i think these anthology films are going to get kind of less hype less marketing money is going to go into them as opposed to kind of the the main line i mean we won't have star wars grapes and star wars water and star wars you know makeup and star Star wars grapes (laughs) although i was out today at a couple of stores and they had um i was at a michael's do you guys know what that is it's Mm -hmm. like a little hobby craft Craft store store. i'm picking up a few things for this project i'm the never-ending project um but anyway they had these like they looked like almost oversized lunch boxes these star wars but they weren't really a lunch box they were just a like a box i guess and they were all covered in star wars like you know logo and pictures but when you opened the box they like made sounds like lightsaber or a quick quote from the movie it was it was like those cards that you open when you get those birthday cards or whatever mm, right you know right. that make they play something when you open them it was like that and uh <laughs> yeah there's so much merchandise out there i mean it's uh it, it is a bit crazy so uh well you, you know my my friend don that owns the star wars shop here in aberdeen said that he actually experienced for the couple weeks before the movie uh, his business went down, and the reason for it is because everything was saturated with Star Wars material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could go anywhere and see it. Yeah, Although so he had... says about a month later down the road, he'll have a whole bunch of customers again because people will be looking for specific things. But right now, I mean, you walk through, there's Star Wars just everywhere. Yeah, although I was listening to another podcast talking about it. I think it was Star Wars Action News, and they were talking about the merchandising and you know, a lot of those other things, they, they you know, they pointed out they're kind of disposable things, right? You right. don't generally save like, oh, I have a can of soup here with a Star Wars label on it. Right. I mean, unless yeah, you're I mean, real some people crazy. do, but those are kind of like, crazy folks. <laughs> Peel yeah. off the label and save the paper label or something or the cereal boxes. I mean, I, I mean, you'd, or like you'd, a can of Pepsi or something or yeah, that's yeah. kind of just like yeah, none of fun. us do that at all. No, never, <laughs> never. But uh, but, you know, in general, it's it's those kinds of that kind of stuff doesn't, you know, sit around for very long. And, right. it, you know, it'll be in the stores for for the next month, couple months or something like that. And then it'll all vanish, you know, and then it'll be back to just the toys and, and the usual stuff right. uh, around. But um, yeah, it, I mean, they kept saying it wasn't merchandised enough, the other movies. So I guess oh, we're seeing geez. that now. So they, they weren't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think there's still stuff from Phantom Menace on the shelves mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Somewhat. So 
anybody else want to say anything about the movie? Anyone still going to go see it again? I want to go see it at least one more time in the theater. Did, any, did anybody see it in, in, in on the call here? Did anybody see it in one of those D-box seats? I, was, I, was, I, have, I have a friend who I may go see it with. Again, he went to D-box, and he said it was cool. It was but... cool? The only thing I don't like about those, I don't know, Joe, in your theaters up there in the great north, but um, the in here, in, in Michigan at least, those those seats are usually pretty close to the screen also. Ours are the usually the, Ours are either the middle or kind of the back third. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason in the theater I go to usually for that, they the, the, the seats are pretty close. I mean, they're not super close. They're about... They're like in the first row of what I call the main theater section. You know, there's that first section that's like oh, no, right no. next. Oh no, ours are way, ours, way in yeah, ours. Okay, ours are those are usually put in what someone would classify as the you know the best viewing spot for the the movie and the theaters that we have. Yeah. Okay. And the thing which actually I found really interesting about your theaters, and I'm not sure if they're um, everywhere, but uh, like my wife, um, she just went on a trip down to uh, San Francisco. And uh, she was thinking of going to see the movie. And um, so she was going to go buy some tickets. But then she saw it was like really lined up, which was quite interesting. Because up here in Canada, like um, like the theaters that I went to, I always just uh, ordered tickets online. I can pick my own seat and then I can just show up like mm-hmm. like a couple minutes before the movie starts. And I don't have to worry about waiting in a line to make sure I get one of the better seats in the theater. Because I went and I picked it before. I just... Found it interesting for all the theaters that was available for her in San Francisco. When I looked online, she could pre-order the ticket, but she couldn't actually pick her seat, which I found right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, like it's a- anything. Yeah, anything aside above kind of general admission. So like anything above, the, if you're in like the we have this like ultra AVX yes. thing or D box or like I've been going to these the VIP cinema where you get like a couch and you can order food and all that. It's more expensive, but all of those, yeah. You can Bring me my seat. steak while I watch Star Wars. Bring me. They have some crazy <laughs> stuff. You're gonna get like a, a, a an artisanal cheese platter. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. So it all those like you can pick your house. own. You can yeah, pick a it, seat, Joe. You can pick a seat for all those. Yeah, types you can of, pick your own yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have to stand and you don't have to go early. There's only a couple wait. places, you know, and I I go to a lot of. I mean, there's a couple of theaters I generally go to, but I've been to a lot of them around the you know, Michigan, Detroit area. And, um, uh, the, there's only been a couple of them here. I don't know about the rest of you in other States, but there's a, they're rare here where you pick your seat for, for the most part, you can yeah. buy tickets well, ahead I, of time, but you can't pick your seat. I try not to pick my seat in public because people get <laughs> Oh my God. Why did I do that? I knew I could see it. I was like, what am I saying? I'm saying something that said, Oh, <laughs> Amy was trying to head him off. <laughs> I just do it when I never mind. I'm not even going to encourage him. I'm not going to do it. All right. So yeah, it's it's well, not very common here to to have a yeah. have that option. Uh, yeah, it's just it's really handy. Like for myself, because I've seen the movie four times. So it's just like oh, like like yesterday I went and saw it, and it was just like well, I just went and I picked my seats, and then uh, just I just showed up a couple minutes before the movie started, and. You know, I didn't have to, you know, I just went and sat in my seat and it was all great. Like Joe says, you have to pay a little extra and like not all the theaters uh, in the cinema have it. But um, but it's becoming pretty common in Canada for that, though, yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I could say. And it's nice for these types of movies where you can go and you can order and you can get your seat. And like say, then you don't have to spend a lot of time. Show there an the hour, show up an hour to, early. I would love yeah. it if we could do that here. It's, well, it, you I'm know. At- 
it's logical to do that, you know, where you can do that online because Angela and I were frustrated. We went to go see The Hunger Games, the first film, um, on opening day, and we ordered it online. And we get there to the theater thinking, oh, we're here a little early. We have our tickets we ordered online. No, we then had to get into a line to get the tickets we ordered online. Right. And then by then, the, the people who were buying general admission were lining up and, and we could not get good seats because they were all ahead of us. So I wish we could do it like Canada. <laughs> yeah, it was nice because like I just, I print it off, a little barcode. I just walk up to the guy, he scans it, hands me my 3D classes. I walk into the go. theater and that's that. Wow. Yeah, nice. it's, uh, I could see both ways a little bit. I mean, it generally doesn't, you know, even for this, like I think I said on on the vid show that I did, you know, Lynn and I got there maybe an hour, hour and 15, maybe something like that before the movie started. And they hadn't, there wasn't another show. It was already an empty theater. So they were just letting people go right in. You know, I had mm -hmm. ordered the tickets ahead yeah. of time. We, we went there, they scanned the little thing, you know, within minutes we were inside and, and sitting down, we could just walk right in. And there were some people already in the theater, even more than an hour ahead of time, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like there were only, you know, bad seats left. There was plenty of good stuff still left to sit in. So, uh, I mean, I guess you just get there early and you, you do sometimes have to line up, but, um, I don't know why, maybe it's just more complicated, a whole different, you know whatever system it's kind of like airline things picking your seats ahead of time or whatever well, i guess but, you know the theaters have well, to have seat numbers and row letters and yeah you know, there needs yep. to be people and you have to have rules in place so and then they have to deal with yeah oh you're in my seat get out of my seat you know type of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah and i've been to quite a few of them now like i saw the martian the same way and a couple of most of the movies i've gone to over the past probably year or two i've done it this way and uh, I've never run into a problem where someone's been in my seat or there hasn't been. And maybe it's just because, you know, we're Canadians, so we're real polite and stuff. But yeah, you guys I'm don't, sure you guys you don't ever really get upset, right? You're in my seat. Oh, sorry, I'm in your seat. Oh, You're sorry. 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 Here, have a donut. Take it. Have take back it. bacon, okay? <laughs> Let me get you some. Well, I, I do live pretty close to uh, Columbus, Ohio, and they have a big AMC theater over there. Now, they don't have the assigned seats, but they do have the one where you can sit down and eat in a couch. And then they have the, of course, the IMAX. And I do want to go over there and see it in IMAX, but that would be nice, though, if I have to drive over to Columbus to be able to have an assigned seat and not have to worry about it too much. Hey, hey, Joe or Jeff, do they? Uh, how how common is alcohol in, in movie theaters in Canada? So Just we the have VIP. This, yeah, we have this concept of, of VIP theaters, and it's kind of 19 plus, blah blah blah. And there, yeah. So last time I went, I went with some friends, and we ordered we ordered some wine and. You have like this little tray table that actually slides out in front of you, so you, and your seat reclines, so you can do all kinds. Please of Please put so your tray tables in their upright and locked positions before <laughs> watching. We're going into hyperspace. We're before getting into That's hyperspace. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, there's definitely. And again, it's not like you know people get loaded and get loud and obnoxious or anything like that. It just. And once the movie starts, you no. Pay, but I, stop, I'll tell you, I went to see so. uh, when I saw Revenge of the. I think it was Revenge of the Sith, and took the kids to see that. The. Um, there were guys in that theater on opening night where it was like every 10 minutes, I swear somebody was out of their little group was running to get a beer. You know, <laughs> I'm like, guys, this is like opening night. What are you doing? You know, really beer? Is that important that you aren't watching this? You know, and it wasn't like once it was literally, there was a, out of the group of them, one guy was going and then another guy was going and is like, really? Well, the worst part, and this wasn't because I was drinking beer, is because I had a bottle of water before the movie, and I said it on Star Wars Day. Oh, I, I, I no, no, no. When I, I missed the part where the planet, where the Republic, the Senate planet gets destroyed because I had to go pee. 
man. Yeah, that's uh, you know, you got to watch that at you know, well, movies like this, I guess. But um, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the Rick Moyer either. joke or something, you know, here. Ooh, but, oh, uh, okay. Well, when you got to go, you got to go. Or that's you know. right. That's yeah. My kid kept going. I'm hungry. And the people around him were eating nachos, and he's oh, like, I gosh. smell food. I'm hungry. <laughs> and it was like 1130. <laughs> we had had a big breakfast right before. And so I was trying to ignore him. I'm like, here, drink this water. And then he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> was it just was it just you and, uh, and, and, and Aaron Dave. and Dave, too? Yeah, and Dave was like, go get him something to eat. I'm like. But, um, no. But I don't want to miss it. Like, did, did, you, seen it. I, did you wave? Did you wave your hand and tell him, you know, no, you go get him something to eat? I, I went because he hadn't seen it yet. But the people that were on our row were very upset at me for getting out oh. <laughs> of my seat before, you know, at the, you know, in the middle of the movie. But it, it's like you anyway. got two choices here. I can pass in front of you for half a second, or you're going to have a screaming kid for the rest of the movie. So what oh do you my want? Gosh, yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to say. I've read, I've been reading blog articles about, you know, people's theories on who's who in the film, you know, like the Snoke character. Everyone's like, who is this guy? Um, have y'all seen any blog posts? Yeah, a little bit. Read, I, yep. I read one, Jen. Um, I read a few, and actually I read this one, which I found um, the best theory I've seen so far was someone um, wrote one, which I read this morning, that said that potentially he could be the uh, Inquisitor from Rebels. Huh, and I go, I go, you know what? Of all the ones I've read so far, yeah. that's the one I like the most. Well, he kind of looks like him, actually. He does. He does kind of look like sense. him. Yeah. The one, the one I saw was from it was a movie pilot um, article that this guy and you know what he wasn't being serious. He was just this is my theory, and he was putting up the this evidence to kind of support it. Uh, he thought he might be Boba Fett, <laughs> and I was like, but wow. that was not us. Uh, you know, dark oh, side makes sense. because he was like, you know, this is his revenge against Luke, and you know, he was laying it all out. He looks all mangled because he'd been in the Sarlacc's belly and whatever. And um, the people, the comments underneath, I would, I had to stop reading because they were just ripping him apart. Yeah, no, but you know, or... they're just ripping him apart, but in a like a embarrassing. This is the way people think of us. <laughs> way oh yeah, I us know. Nerds, they think yeah. we live in a basement, and that's all we think about us, Star Wars. Well, it was like a, uh, um, it was like a post. I don't know where it ended up. It was the the post uh, somewhere, and Brian Brian was commenting, and and I think Chris about the whole Luke's lightsaber hand Empire Strikes Back thing. You know, oh, like yeah. did you see that one, Jen, or anyone else uh, on the call? I mean, there there I don't know where that one was at. Maybe it was just under Chris's. I, I tried to avoid anything that Brian posted because it may have had spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, this is a recent one. This this was okay. about basically like. You know, you know the the. If you go back to the Empire Strikes Back and Luke loses his hand, there's a spoiler for you from years ago. But so, oh, I think you, that was a Star Wars Action News post, wasn't right, it? Right, that's what it was, Joe. Or maybe so, Arnie posted it personally or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it was that whole thing, and and I'm with Arnie actually. I had always thought, and you know, this went through in the EU books with Mar Mara Jade finding it, but. And I'd always thought Luke's hand and his lightsaber just went down the, the hole in the bottom of the thing that Luke fell out of. Like, in other words, he sees something fall. So there was this back and forth in this post about, oh, no, that's just piece. That's just a something else, some piece of trash or a piece of the weather vane when Luke hit it that fell off. It wasn't his hand in the lightsaber. The hand in the lightsaber is still up in, in, in Cloud City there somewhere, stuck on, you know, uh, whatever. 
uh, and then it didn't fall down to to Bespin. So um, I thought the same thing. I I actually just watched Empire last night with my niece, and um, yeah, I just I saw that thing. I saw Luke fall out of the uh, well. There's a vein, and I saw something fall. I go, oh, that just must be his lightsaber. There's a deleted scene that that was uh, in this article that I read the other day. That basically the movie, this movie was going to open. uh, The Force Awakens was going to open with a scene of Luke's hand holding the lightsaber floating uh, like out in space somewhere and yeah, somebody was going to find it. Oh, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, it, it's a little weird when you think about it. I mean, I, I don't really need everything explained. Somehow they got it, so they're, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, they, they found it. I mean, we it. were okay with it in, in, you know, the Thrawn trilogy. They got yeah, their and, and somebody on this, and it may have been the same post with Brian and, and these guys talking about it, because Brian's like, "Oh, it's always been determined that that didn't fall down to Bespin." And, <laughs> we love you, Brian. And then, and then somebody, and then, so, yeah, Brian, we do. And uh, <laughs> uh, but, but the, uh, but he's always so like, like, this is it. There's, there's no gray. There's no just that. Definitive. But anyway, yeah. But the, uh, but no, in an EU book somewhere along the way, I guess there was a like some kind of some kind of a little mission or something that basically retrieved it from down that it had fallen down but then it was a book and an eu book to boot so those things are all dead now anyway so uh so it doesn't really matter i guess that they just got it somehow so but again it's star wars so that stuff those details are not nope nope they don't they don't really they don't really matter that much when it's still a lot of fun to watch and uh trek trek is the one that needs to make sense yeah. Hopefully, yeah, most right. of the time, at least. Most yeah. of the time, yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore. All right, let's not get into that. <laughs> All right. Let's not get into that. Come on, you know they're they're worried about little fan films now when when they got a movie yeah. when they got a movie coming out next summer and the 50th anniversary of Star Trek and they're worried about a a, a fan film. Yeah. Come on, guys, really? Just I let think it... they're worried that the fan film's going to be better than what they're doing. But <laughs> even if it, even if it is, even if it were, uh, it doesn't matter. There's such no, a doesn't. minuscule little portion of people that even are aware of those, let alone watch those. You know that it doesn't matter. You know, I, I just I don't know. The time has come. Get ready. Are we really doing this? Experience the motion picture event. <laughs> Of a generation. Star Wars The Force Awakens made it PG 13. Uh, so let's just spin off real quick and, and say, everyone, you know, kind of say what anything that you're looking forward to, especially on uh, a movie or a TV show or anything like that for for this year. I know we talked Star Wars a lot longer than I, well, I, I, we could have talked for another hour, right? So, uh, for sure. Yeah. And BB-8, you know, I, I just, I just love BB-8. I can't love get, them. I can't get enough of BB-8. I mean, they, I think you said Jen on your show and or, or on the stacks or whichever. But you know, how they put all that emotion into just this little, you know, mechanical thing is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. He's the so, best dog ever. He is <laughs> yeah. the best dog ever. He is. He is the best dog ever. So uh, I want to see more BB-8 in the next episode and the next episode and everything. You know, I still like R2 and C-3PO, so, uh, but, uh, but BB-8, yeah. Um, but anyway, who, who wants to say, you know, what, what kind of, what are you looking forward to for this year? You know, Batman, you know, the Star Trek movie, Captain America, what's, what's the verdict? What do we think? Well, I'm uh, looking forward to quite a few different movies coming out in the summer, but, uh, probably, probably even a little more than the Star Trek maybe is Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. I just think that looks just mind-blowing awesome and then uh, of course i'm definitely still looking forward to the star trek movie too but 
Um, I just think that that Civil War is going to be something else. And You're not too I'm excited really, about the Batman Superman, Will? Not as much as the Captain America, but yeah. I, I am a big Superman fan, and uh, you know I, I don't mind. Uh, what did you think of the last one, Man of Steel? Did you care for that, or I, I did like it. Um, it? It doesn't touch Christopher Reeve's Superman's. Um, yeah, I agree. Because you know, I, I got to see all those in the in the theater. Um, so I mean. Nothing can touch those in, in my eyes. Well, except maybe for the last one, the Quest for Peace. But um, I, I liked it. I'm looking forward to this one, but I'm definitely looking forward to the Captain America probably the most. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyone else? Uh, I have to agree with him there. I, if I was a guy, I'd be a Boy Scout. And so Captain America has <laughs> like always been a big hero of mine. I love him. And also Superman. Uh, they're kind of the equivalent. It's like the DC and Marvel version. <laughs> you know, they're the, the, well, they're the, the, the bizarro world of good guys, each other. You know, they're, they're the pure of heart. And, yeah, the yeah. pure-hearted people. Yeah, spirit animals. But, um, yeah, the, both of those films um, are real intriguing to me. I have to say that I've only played World of Warcraft probably for like 10 minutes at Angela's house when she was trying to get me into it. And, uh-huh. I, and I didn't, it didn't click with me. But that film looks interesting. Warcraft. Um, I think it's World of Warcraft is what it's called. But no, it's it just called Warcraft. Is it? The movie, I think they just yeah. dropped it down to Warcraft. Yeah. yeah for yeah, the movie title. Yep. That, yeah, that, but, was, that was the one that I was going to talk about. But finish mm-hmm. up, Jen. No, I, I forgot to say about, you know, the thing... The Superman versus Batman movie has I've known about it for years that it was coming out and everything and it and I didn't want to watch it because why would Superman be fighting Batman? They're friends, you know. I just didn't like that concept. And now that I've seen the trailers, this has happened to me a couple of times before where I wasn't into something until I saw the trailer and then I was like, okay, I'm sold. The scene, you know, with them having their little exchanges were were great, but the mm-hmm. one that sold it with for me was when Wonder Woman lands in front of them and, you know, the shield comes up and, you know, she blocks the whatever. Saves from Batman, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see her in a movie, honestly. I agree, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I was hey, like, that's Amy. I was the only chick in the movie going, yeah! I, I <laughs> mom staring way. at me like, what is wrong with I, her? I was the same way. I thought, I wasn't really, I didn't really care about seeing it until I saw Wonder Woman come in and she just seemed tough and I thought, it, okay. I think the term you used, she really kicked. Behind? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Behind. Yeah. Just that one little scene. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it looks good. It's more the more I see of it, the the better I feel. You know, I wasn't a big fan of the Man of Steel film. I thought it was a little too grim and a little too, uh, just a little too much fighting at the end for me. But um, but yeah, this looks looks could be really interesting. And you're right, they are they are friends. Uh, it, they're they're, but they have different points of view. Kind of like in a way, Captain America, Iron Man, in, in a way, a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, def- definitely the, there's parallels there between the, the more Boy Scout type of character and then the other character who just does what he has to do kind of a thing. So, um, Joe, what were you going to say about Warcraft, I think? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one that I'm sort of looking forward to. It's funny because I guess the trailer came out originally at uh, BlizzCon and I was able to catch it online. And, and I wasn't yeah. very interested when I saw it that first time. I guess I was, you know, at work watching it on YouTube on my screen and I was like, eh. I guess so, but then it, I saw it before Star Wars. And on the big guess, screen, yeah, yeah in a movie the theater. Screen, yeah. In a movie theater, really kind of, and after I had done some reading, and, you know, like, Blizzard is is deeply involved in the movie. They didn't just, you know, give the license to someone and say, go make a movie. These are, like, the guys that 
do the lore and do the story yeah. for World yeah. of Warcraft are working on this. They've kept their and hands think, in it. Yeah. Oh, very, very, very deeply. And yeah. uh, I think it's it's like Weta Studios. I'm pretty sure that's doing and like you know the the visuals so far look look ridiculous, like incredible. So you know, as long as they can tell a good story, I think it'll be a really interesting movie. And you know, Blizzard people, well, their stories are not super creative necessarily. Uh, they tell good stories, so yeah, hey, yeah. I'm good. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I've played that game a long time, so it's 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 on my radar for sure. It's uh, it, it, it the only thing about that movie that that pulls me a little bit away from it is it it, it seems very CGI. I mean, it's obviously yeah. it has to mm-hmm. be for for certain reasons, but it, it's it's it, you know it has that Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit you know feel to it a bit, and and yeah. The, Sometimes those movies, for me, I, that's what I loved about. I think one of the best things I loved about The Force Awakens was it felt real. You know, it, it really felt like you were in. You know, it, it didn't feel like the prequels, and I know the prequels get fairly well. You know, they get trashed and slammed and thrown up against the wall a lot. But you know, the the thing about those movies is, is the emotional investment. You know, is just not there. But it's also Man, they were just the whole the whole movies practically were on green screen sound stages, and it and it it makes a difference sometimes. It feels impersonal. Yeah, yeah. somewhat. You know, so we'll, we'll see if they can pull you in. You're right. If the story's good in the Warcraft movie, uh, I'm all all in, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and actually, just going back to Star Wars for one second, one thing that I I, I read and I'm pretty sure it's true is they they did practical effects to the point that when uh finn accidentally turns on the 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 chessboard thing that's mm-hmm. not that's not cgi they stop motion to that yeah i think i read that too yeah oh, interesting yep yeah they to kind of mimic the old yeah 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 because it's a little different feel it, it doesn't quite you can you can sense it even if you know if it's like you basically like it's like when you know something's just not right you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not like you mm-hmm. really see it. It's more of a sort of a sense. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, I feel the same way sometimes with 3D. I always feel like that's not really how my eyes look. You know, when you when you see, when you go out and you look, uh, you know, across a field or something like that, that's not, uh, when you go to a 3D movie in the theaters, that's not how it looks. Right, you don't see this you thing know? that's in front of this other thing. Exactly. Like really you face, don't see yeah. the layers and you don't see this weird kind of fake depth that it gives you it's it's an interesting effect and it can be kind of fun and kind of cool but it isn't like it makes me feel like i'm there or more real to me it doesn't it it doesn't do that so uh yeah yeah, the only time in the movie i thought i saw it the the first time i saw it in 3d and the other two times i saw it in 2d the one time i thought it worked well was during the chase the falcon the chase on jakku where you're kind of in front of this behind this ridge and it's yeah. in front of you, and then the Falcon's behind that. Yeah, some of the flight well, stuff was good, yeah. Yeah, that I yeah. thought worked. The rest of it, I was, you know, take it or leave it kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah that that flight through, that uh, battle through, when she's flying through Jakku, like, I think I know that scene you're talking about, Joe. It's just like you're, the Falcon's just, like, just kind of coming up over, like, a ridge, and it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, like, you're, like, you're standing right there, and then there's a few others, you know, like, where, you know, they show some of the people running, the, the scavengers, running to collect the junk right right, right when this time. battle is happening and you feel like well you're like right 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 on the planet while this is all happening and that was that was done really well but yeah like i agree like a lot of the 3d stuff you either tend to forget or it just really isn't that 
that detailed like like yeah the one cool shot of the like the the star destroyer like uh, sticking on the screen but uh, beyond that uh, you know like say most of the other effects you didn't really uh, notice or, or aren't weren't really that uh, that deep anyways mm-hmm. hey hey Jeff what uh any of these movies that you're looking forward to or something else that you've uh, got your eye on for the this um, year. Uh, pretty much what uh, everyone else mentioned the um, you know the, the the Captain America movie and the the Superman movie um, I guess uh, like a little bit more discussion like on them you know you know like uh, some of the the kind of the CG movies like I guess maybe I'm getting older but then I, I was sitting there and they every time I saw the movie they kept on showing me a trailer for the jungle book and it was just like yeah just you know what? I feel like I've seen this type of movie like a uh, hundred times over with CGI animals and. Uh, oh right, yeah. yeah. Zootopia. Yeah, it was just like oh, you know, it's just like oh, I just want to see something, you know, something a little different, I guess, sometimes. But um, and then this is a weird one to say because I usually I'm not really big on disaster movies, and I don't think this will be much of a big movie, and it's certainly not one that I'm looking forward to but just early in the year they they showed a trailer for the it's called the finest hours with some some boat which is split in half in the middle of the ocean which somehow has me kind of all interested i'm not sure if you guys ever saw the trailer for that oh yeah that's yeah, that was yeah. chris pine yeah, yeah yeah another captain pine captain you know yeah he's yeah. uh co- it's, he's coast guard yeah, yeah that he's not starfleet he's coast guard yeah starfleet <laughs> coast guard yeah yeah, so that one got me. I, was, I I'll probably go see that one because it just it looks interesting to me. Just again, it's probably a lot of CGI, but uh, again, it's just the whole idea of this boat is like split in half, and you know how how are they going to save these guys? Just seems like almost impossible to me. So I'll probably go. Well, see I have it. to mention too that um, before before I forget, this is totally off. Well, not a completely off topic, but I just I watched two two really good. Um, films over the holiday break that i hadn't seen they're all they're both involved the uh the walk between the world trade center towers thing you oh, guys yeah, know about, yeah, that? I heard about that so there was a documentary that was done oh, what was the what was the documentary called the I wire or something like that yeah. or no man on the wire man on a wire or something it's on netflix you can see it on there so we watched that my son and i over the break and so it's a documentary talking about this this Frenchman who did this high wire walk between the twin towers, and then like a few days later we watched the the recent one, the walk with Joseph Gore, Joseph Gordon Levitt playing the French guy that does this. I just have to say that's just crazy amazing. <laughs> I just can't even imagine yeah. somebody going up there and walking like he did, and, and the whole story behind it, how they had to sneak up there and do it all. Anyway, I just wanted to mention those. Not sci-fi or anything, real, just real ad- sort of action adventure in a way, and, and very well done, both of them. Uh, so uh, Robert Zemeckis directed the uh, the one called The Walk with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So, uh, yeah, get get those and watch them because they're, they're really, I mean, I- unless you're afraid of heights, you might not want to watch them if you're really mm-hmm. bothered by heights. <laughs> Although, although it's so, you know, the thing about these those movies is you're it's so well the the documentary they don't really show it very much. It's more like sort of talking with the guys that did it, and they they have sort of some other stuff they slip in pictures and things. But obviously, the the more recent one was sort of reenact the whole thing with that was a dramatization of it, and it was pretty accurate based on the documentary. But 
that they show it, but th it's so high up there. It's not like you're up on a 10 foot ladder or something. So you don't really get the, it's a different sense of height, I guess, but it was really, really well done. I, I liked it a lot. So uh, you won't catch me watching it. Hmm. No, me uh, either. I'm scared of heights. Yeah, I'll I just, just found it all over the floor. Fascinating. Hey, I just found I just found the whole thing <laughs> fascinating. How he just gets these group of guys to help him try to pull off this coup. He keeps calling it since he's French, and and it's just amazing. You know that when you think about it these days, you know being able to slip into a place and do what they had to do just would be hard to do. I think nowadays. Oh so. How about yeah, Mr. Moyer? What are you what, what are you looking for? You are when you're falling from the wire all the way down <laughs> to the ground, you just go ah. Well, yeah, he didn't. He doesn't fall though, so don't know where. Well, about well that. I know. That's yeah. Just, yeah. What are you looking forward to, Rick, for the for the year? Oh, Captain America? Well, really? Batman? I only have a couple Star that Trek? I was excited about. I'm looking at. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, Rogue One will be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then the Star Trek movie, but really that's about it. I, I'm not. I haven't been really excited about anything else at this point. What are you, Amy? Downton Abbey's new season starts tomorrow. Oh yeah, my <laughs> my, my wife is excited about that. To Amy, I like Downton Abbey. Lynn, Lynn's no, very. I love, know what she's I watching. It too. And Jen, you watch that too? Yeah, right. I do. Oh so wait a minute! What about awesome Outlander show. or Boobander, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> I like I like the way she said that. So um, speaking of boobs, Game of Thrones is coming back too. <laughs> That's the guy Booblander. Is, hey, is I Game of Thrones. I forgot a movie trailer that I saw that I really liked. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, that looked good. Yeah. I, all I had to see was yeah. Jeff Jeff Goldblum's back. I'm in. <laughs> but no Will Smith it though, it huh? A lot for me personally. Hmm. No Will Smith though in this. No, no Will Smith is he's not no back, right? And Brent Spiner's dead, so we can't be in there. Dang yeah, it. that's okay. <laughs> you know that was a movie that I I was okay with. You know it was good, but I, I it was one of those movies that never really I, I it didn't get me as much as it seemed to get a lot of other people. I mean I saw it, I was like okay, yeah. I I I think the the reason is I've seen so many like over the years, even growing up from the you know early sci-fi movies, you know of. Oh, here comes the aliens. Oh, they're invading Earth. Oh, they're blowing things up. You know, that, you know, I, I liked it, but it was just, I, th I think that whole premise or idea has just gotten. That's old. Well, it's it's just like, okay, you know. Actually, you want to make another... that movie really good? Is it got crazy Randy Quaid in it? <laughs> there you go. Isn't he in <laughs> jail or on the run or something? Him up here. No, he's back in America now. Oh, is he? We kicked yeah. him out. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> wow. He must have done something really bad if you kicked him out. I don't know what he did. I think that I think at the they end, did Gary Busey in on I, it too. I think That'd he just awesome. like you know doesn't pay his taxes or something. Yeah, it was like tax evasion or something. No, like uh, you know, it's like the Wesley Snipes uh, crimes. <laughs> yeah, he was squatting too. He's squatting in some house that he said was his. Actually, but did, did anyone see? Uh, was it Fifth Wave? There was I, that, that I saw before Star Wars as well. That seemed like an interesting kind of uh, alien invasion movie. Well, there was another one of those. I think this the is colony? the. Uh, I think there was. This is a follow follow up to. There was one called the Fourth Wave. I think that I saw. It's I, about these. I think it's connected to that, or maybe it's not. I have no, no I, idea. I, I hadn't heard a thing about it. So I, I think it's standalone movie. Oh, is it? Okay, then yeah, maybe I'm getting it, it confused because I think this other one that I saw, which was another one of these sort of teenage, you know, aliens on Earth type of situations. I don't know when I saw it, like a year ago. I thought maybe. It just sounded like the title was so similar. I thought they might have been connected, kind of like the 
the divergent series, insurgent, resurgent, whatever. Um, they they start to they seem to have a lot of these kind of whatever you want to call them, teen you know end of the world. You can all you're the only ones that can save us teens, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doomed then. But um, <clears throat> Well, the original was was microwave and new wave. (laughs) (laughs) He just got a little piece of paper and a pencil, doesn't he, Amy? And he's just like, oh, okay, I'm just just like. Just making check marks. She would just say, no, the wheels start rolling, and all of a sudden he just pukes it all out is what happens. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, I miss those little quippy (laughs) remarks. Mm -hmm. We don't see hear enough from you anymore. Oh, I'm glad that he's with us today to, you know. very busy. Get some of those (laughs) in. Yeah. I just missed his uh, little sound effect um, being oh, my, inserted my in the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it hooked up today. Sorry. But you got a new Mac, so that's good. So. I have a new Mac with three screens. I'm very excited. Wow. Yeah. I am jealous. I'm staring at them right now as I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> so is that is that, do they plug in individually or they branch? How it's, does a Mac do that? Anyway. It's an iMac 5K display with a Thunderbolt, and so I put Thunderbolt into my external hard drive with eight um, eight terabytes, and then I go from that, I, I daisy chain it to the next monitor, hmm. and then I have a little um, from the drive you do, huh? Yeah, huh. it's got a, a daisy chain from it, and then the other Thunderbolt goes into the fancy little uh, dock Thunderbolt dock two that allows me to have an extra Thunderbolt, which puts it over onto the third monitor. Wow. Wow. And it works perfect. I didn't even have to set it up. I turned it on, and my mouse goes from one screen to another and has beautiful little displays. And I'm sitting here going, oh, yes. That is cool. It's a lot of screens. It's a lot of that's a lot of of I still haven't used the third one because why? (laughs) I I have to come up with an idea of how to use it. Well you also have a what is it a do you say it's a five K display on on the main monitor? So so you since you have such a high res display on that, you know, you could you could split screen that to to death. I could. And you 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 know, it wouldn't be that you wouldn't be able to see it because of the resolution would be would be good. So uh, I mean though yeah, those are sort of weird the way they work because it's not actually sitting there like fully in 5k resolution it's just right. certain applications like say you're using photoshop or whatever the right photoshop it adapts window, to that right yeah well it will, uses that it. part of the window will zoom into 5k and yeah it uses it's, it's it if really it a lot different though when you put your pictures up on it you don't want to use them on the other monitors you just oh, want to yeah. use it on this one i can imagine yeah yeah because cool. well you're putting up a pretty high-res picture though the, the, yeah. The question right. I wonder about that, Rick. I, you know, I hate to spin off on computer talk. Hey, tech talk That's on right. Trex and Sci-Fi for a second, but because I've been <laughs> looking okay. at getting a new monitor and stuff for uh-huh. a little bit. But my real question would be: when you have like a, a 5K display, say for example, or 4K or whatever, and uh-huh. you, but you, let's just say you have a s- more smaller res picture, like a 19, you know, 100 by 1080 type uh-huh. picture. And you blow it up when your monitor is stuck in 5K. And I don't know if your Apple monitor will readjust resolution, but will it look pixelated a it little does. bit? That's what I'm wondering pixelated. about. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, when you're, if you're working with video or pictures that are not, you know, four by 3000 or. You get or, you frustrated know. and want to throw your drink at the screen. Yes. Well, that's what, yeah. So, so it's kind of a, you're, you're kind of. But then you adjust, have your, but it's not the same. Yeah. Well, are you using yeah. something like Photoshop? Because in that case, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can minimize or zoom right. in, zoom out. It doesn't matter. True, true, true. Yeah. And if you're playing like, uh, you know, like Joe was saying, or you're doing a game or something else, it'll adjust. You know, you can always, it'll drop the resolution to to match whatever. Yeah, the, probably 
image or 4k if the game supports yeah. it or whatever. there's just yeah. uh, you know it's like 4k tvs you know these days that like okay where's the content for them there isn't really right. hardly there any. Isn't really any yeah so so it's even though they're man they they they're selling them like you know here why don't you just take a 4k tv with your loaf of bread you know i mean it's <laughs> like yeah. i mean seriously every tv out there you have a hard time almost finding one that isn't or something but uh yeah so, but until they get and and the idea of streaming content in 4K just just makes my cable uh-huh. modem shrug and and cry. It's our rates go up, is what it does. Oh, yeah. Well, so that too, data, but they're you know anything, but yeah, yeah. Any other movies? Anybody else? Any, any anything else? I mean, I'm looking forward to Star Trek, of course, and Captain America and Batman. And I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff really uh, coming out before like you know even the summer. I mean, there's a, a lot. Of, I mean, they seem to be pushing the the you know these big movies well the batman superman that's coming out in march you know originally that was going to come out at christmas but when star wars fell on started you know when they said hey we're gonna have star wars go oh no all right we'll go we'll go away now (laughs) (laughs) which is a good idea and then they moved it and it was going to compete directly with uh captain america oh geez yeah they were both going to come out together in may and then Batman Superman said, um, no, we'll, we'll also go away from that, too. And then they moved it to March. So, Because uh, well, this is a big thing for them, right? This movie has to do well if they're going to do more. Well, they're already, like, filming, uh, they're already filming Wonder Woman. They're, they're right. literally filming it right, you know, currently. So but I guess they're, they're aiming yeah. for a Justice League movie, right? At some point. Yeah, I, I think. America. Yeah, I think they've got it mapped out. And I, I saw uh, one, of the, one, one of the guys I follow on, uh, on Facebook he even found a picture of an Aquaman action figure Ooh, from because awesome. he supposedly makes a little cameo in the Batman Superman movie too. And there's already action figures on the shelf, you know, right now, three and a half months before the movie comes out. In <laughs> I March. guess March is a, maybe a, a good time too, because there won't be any real um, big competition. So it might have, right. a, uh, might have a few good week run of, of, yeah, no, I, I think I think these days I think it's really important to you know make sure you're not against something else that's gonna you know potentially take away your audience. I think that's a huge difference. I mean, you know, there there's a big difference if two big blockbusters open close to each other or within a week apart. Even for example, like say Batman yeah. Superman came out and then a week later like Captain America comes out, that's just gonna just kill you know. Okay, if you haven't seen it this week, you're not gonna go see it, right? So yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's important when they come out. Yeah. They they get that planned out pretty far in advance. So uh. yeah, then sometimes it finds. I've found lately, you know, the last few summer seasons, you know, sometimes you know you got like the big one, like a like an Avengers movie or something comes out, and it just kind of kills everything else after it for like you know maybe almost a month in a in a sense that is is just taking up all the all the attention, all the you know all the media, all the people are going to see it. Well, like Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I exactly. mean, like I, I, I kind of want to see that hateful eight, Quentin Tarantino movie, but I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I really want to see Star Wars. Star Wars again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can Tarantino go see a new, upset, a, right? a new movie. Mad about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I can go see a brand new movie. Like I haven't seen Creed yet either. The, uh, the, the Rocky kind of spinoff thing that I've heard is really good, and I know I Chris, Chris good, liked. Yeah. And and I want to see that too, but I'm like, oh, but I could go see Star Wars again. And eh, <laughs> okay, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my parents were telling me the other day, my my mom is going, oh, you should go with your dad to see that um, 
<laughs> oh, the one about the uh, housing uh, housing prices with um, oh Brad right Pitt and with all the, all the all the big kind of big stuff. guys celeb yeah. right. you know Steve yeah, Carell. And then my, my mom was going, oh, you should go with your dad. And it's just like, yeah, I really can't go into the theater and not see Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. So, <laughs> yeah. It's not Star Wars. It's kind of not allowed. I mean, it's up there and it's like, okay, uh, let's see, a movie about the real estate collapse oh, right. or Star Wars. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me think about that for about a nanosecond. And uh, yeah, I, I also have heard, yeah, that that's a pretty good movie. But I'm like, you know, I can watch that in a few months on Netflix. It doesn't, that's right. it's that's not right. a movie that, that, you know, makes me want to go to a theater to no. see it. Really? Yeah. Neither so. me. It's just my mom was just say, "Oh, you should go with your dad." Go with your dad. Like, Take your yeah. dad to see Star Wars. So. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you guys. I, Rico, I know the answer to this because you've said so in the past that you've seen movies like you went to the movies to see Star Wars multiple times back in the day. Oh you know, yeah. The original trilogy. Wait. This too is many. the first time I've ever been to a movie that's in the theater more than once. First time ever. First time ever. Really. Yeah, because when I was growing up, my parents had three kids, you know, and then the two of them, and it was oh, kind thought, of an ordeal was, to drag us to the yeah. same, to a movie. So why go more than once? And then when I was older, I didn't want to go to a movie more than one time, but you know, it, there was no reason for it. But this is one of those things that I had to see again, and I might have to see it again in 3D. I don't know, depends. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Have you seen a movie more than once at the theater? Am I the well, only uh, one that? Many, many, Star, many. I've, Star Trek many times. Yeah. I saw Star Trek Five is the one I've seen. The, of all the Star Trek movies, Star Trek Five, I think I saw like four or five times in the theater. Really? Um, that one, huh? Yeah. I, I, something home, about yeah. it just kept on going. And uh, I like liked say, it, too. I, you know, I, I really think that movie has a lot of one. fun stuff in it. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, for me, at least, I, I used to do it a lot more. But I, you know, for me at least, it's it's been the Star Trek movies, Indiana Jones, even the last one, um, and and of course Star Wars. And I'm trying to think if there's really anything else much that that I think Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I guess a couple of the 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 comic book type movies. Guardians of the Galaxy I saw a couple of times, maybe three times even. Yeah, I think I saw Guardians um, three times. Avengers, the first one, I think I saw at least two or three times. Uh, the For last, me it's very the last rare, one. actually. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't like happen as even... much as it used to. But I mean, there, there's usually, I'd say usually each summer there's maybe one that I might see more than once. But it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, because I've lot. only seen, I think, and it's for me, it's it's usually aside from Star Wars, it's usually because I get asked to go by mm-hmm. other people, and I've already seen it. So I think you're so popular, three, Joe. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, I think a... episode three, I think I saw twice. And then I saw Gravity twice, but that's because I took my dad the second time because I thought he'd get a kick out of it. And then this movie I've seen three times, but the, and this this really is the one that I wanted to see. I wanted to see more times. It wasn't just yeah. like social thing. Right. Yeah, I'm going well, again tomorrow. I'm excited. Awesome. Cool. Isn't it like a ride? Like you you go on it a is. theme park yep. ride and you're like, whoa, you that go, was okay, fun. Let's, go let's do it again. Let's do it yeah. again. Yeah. See, I'm so happy to hear that because that's exactly how you know I felt in 1977. I mean, the yep. the the you know keep, keep in mind two other a couple other things too back then. It felt like a ride every time. It was it was like a, a two hour just blast and it, you know and if we didn't do that, it we there was no home video. There was nothing. Right. It was yeah. you might see it on TV. Eventually. Three or four years later, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that you know you could have this great ride, 
especially, you know, a kid who has summer off, you know, when I was yeah. just in school and stuff, I could just go there, you know, I was going there like every weekend for the whole summer. Oh, yeah, because I mean like so in, in like seven. It's like, what do you want to do this eight. weekend? Do you want to just sit yeah. around and go swimming? No, let's go see Star Wars again. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, well, also, how much was a matinee back then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all relative. I mean, that, you know, it was it was less, but it was still to a kid a lot of money, you know, or whatever. Mom, could I go see Star Wars again, please? <laughs> but uh, but it's still, you know, because there was never any potential of like will it come back in theaters? That never really happened, although they yeah. did it, they did yeah. it with that. Yeah, but but it, it was you were you were done with it. And uh and I still say even no matter how good your home theater setup is, unless you're a millionaire, and even then, it's not quite the same. I still find going to the movie theater just a lot of fun, especially with a good audience. And that's why, you know, a lot of people get kind of turned off by it. And I could see it happening sometimes if you have a bad experience with somebody who won't stop talking or, or something like that, but or kicks your chair the whole time. God, that always seems to happen to me. I don't know why. But, uh, but you know, there's just it's so much more fun to see these movies in, in the theater. But... I think that that's kind of why I liked Guardians of the Galaxy so much because it had that kind of a feel to it in the theater to see it, and it was kind of a ride of a movie and a lot of fun. I, I loved all the humor in Force Awakens too, or the Force Awakens, I should say. Yeah, I, I think that that was well placed and it, and it and it worked well, and and it it was the way Star Wars should be. I mean, how many jokes were in the prequels? I hate to to bash them, but I not mean, not too many. You know, well, the, there were a lot. They were just not funny. Right. That's kind of why I had a hard time with Man of Steel because it was it's so working. grim and serious. The movie was so grim and serious. I, I just, you guys got to lighten this up a little bit now and then. It yeah. can't be yeah. two and a half hours of grim. So, because uh, I think this was the the funniest Star Wars film that I've seen. Like, it, like the even the original trilogy had humor, but this one was like very, very witty. Yes. Yeah, it was well done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just that opening, you know, I, I, I immediately you get that feel for it when, when Poe is talking to Kylo is like, do I talk? Do you talk? Yeah. Do I? I was do like, you, oh, God. Who talks wow, first? I, is, I don't yeah. know. I'm like, <laughs> well, oh, my actually, gosh, that's perfect. That's con- that's yeah, perfect. I was a consultant on the film, but they, they, <laughs> they fired me. Star Wars parts just don't go over. I don't understand. <laughs> He was trying to put the little put the little drum set behind in the back of the background of the scene, so he so he could just put the put the put that little uh, put that little drum beat in right in right you know a practical drum beat not added later, you know. You know at that moment whenever he did that joke though, I, I think that was the moment where I decided I could relax and enjoy the movie yeah, because I was so nervous like oh god please be good please be good <laughs> yeah I felt the same and yeah. then when he made that joke I was like. Okay. Uh, okay. This is going to be good. This is, is going to be, be awesome. this is going to be good. There's the and I think that was some it, of the challenge. Like, yeah. Go ahead, Rick. Well, seeing it with so many people in the theater was so awesome. I you, you don't see I mean, I don't get that very often. I live in a little tiny town, you know. So this place was packed and it still is packed. We we were going to go last weekend again, but it was sold out. And it's like this is awesome, but there's that that interaction with the crowd makes it even better. It's, it makes it a great experience. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's good. something to be said for being the <laughs> one of the only people really psyched <laughs> about something <laughs> in the movie. And then everybody else is just like they're there but they're not actually fan. Like that happened today, you know. Like I, 
I had seen it before, but I wanted to go, yeah, woo, and, you know, at yeah. certain points, and people are like, shut up, we're trying to enjoy the movie. I'm like, oh, you're not the same people. Could you, could, <laughs> hey, Jen, could you get could you get a sense of if most of the people were people who had seen it yet, or did you think most of no, them hadn't I, I, seen it? I felt like there was a few people who hadn't seen it yet. Okay. Um, because yeah. whenever there were scenes that were surprises, you know, they went, oh, or, you know, when yeah. Han and Chewie showed up, they're like, oh, it's Han and Chewie. You know, it's like, where have you been? <laughs> but Yeah, well, I mean, believe it or not, what is it? It's only like two weeks, right? It's it's amazing to me. It's, I know. It's, it it's like only forever. been out for two weeks. I mean, that that's like nothing. I mean, it, it's... Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's hard to believe that it's it's just yeah. been that, and it's already they made so much. Forty three million dollars on New Year's Day. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. On New Year's Day, forty three million dollars. It's already been out for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, how like, many wow. movies don't make that in their whole time? Out I, I, know. Or, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was reading today that it, it'd be something else. I can't find the article right now. But... Harry Potter. I think it only has left. Oh, Titanic is, today. I think they, it, it only has Titanic. Avatar left to beat. Right. I think it's I now think it's number two. I think. As of this recording, so. Uh, oh, I hope it beats Avatar. Me too. Yeah, it's another movie that I I thought was okay, was but I'm overrated. like, really it was like, it, it was interesting, but it was a very simple story, and it, you mm-hmm. know, it was very well done technically, but. But non nerds really, really loved it. I guess they yeah. did. I I, <laughs> I don't know. So uh, well, we should probably wrap wrap up. It's been a couple hours, and you guys are all you guys all have lives and, and we stuff. Thought we were yeah. going to do the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs, but here we are. Or at least it wasn't ten 13. parsecs. That's twelve? Right. No, twelve. It's not how the that's not how the Kessel Run works. Every time he talked, it was great. He was great. I mean, he, you know that guy. I, I I hope he gets like. You know, this is what I always hate about awards. You know, he should get a best supporting actor or something like yeah. that. Because yeah. he he did the best stuff I've seen him do in years, just because yeah. he just seemed so. He liked like he was having he a was blast. Here. He he yeah. was so relaxed. He was just it was like old school. He was back in back in it, and uh, he was yeah, it was he perfect. Was, he was more Han Solo than he was Han Solo before. Like, yeah, it wasn't you know, the like the weird thing was yeah, seeing him this age. And now I know who my dad reminds me of. <laughs> it's like oh, Han Solo. He is like that dude. He's the Han Solo in this movie. My dad is. Well, that's, that's cool. Awesome. Just don't yeah. take a lightsaber over near him and say, no. you know, yes, don't take right. your lightsaber. I, 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 uh, I, I, here, I want to give you this. No. <laughs> Run! Run! <laughs> Chewy! Well, Jen, Jen, do you have a brother? I don't think you do. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Watch her. Watch out for him then. <laughs> Does he have long, poofy hair? No. Oh, okay. So Thankfully. Thank goodness. Well, then he must not have big ears either. Then so no. uh, okay. Or, or I, angle I, face. I do have to say one thing before we go. Um, I've been having a really great time when it was when we could really spoil it if we told the big, the big thing that happened in the movie. Um, I was I kept saying to people, you know, they're going, yeah, don't tell me anything. And I said, it's okay, it's fine. I am disappointed that Spock got killed, but it, I am fine. <laughs> and then they would look at me. Like, and then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute, Spock's not in Star Wars. I said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, why are all awesome. these people wearing Star Trek outfits to the to the oh, movie? That was great, wasn't what, it? What, what, what's up with that? I mean, like, really, guys? That really? That was fun. Yeah. I wore my, that was I wore something my, Med said he wanted to do. I, I wore my. Even I wouldn't do that. It says, may the force be with you around it and has the Vulcan hand symbol on it. That's what I wore. <laughs> Well, you know, somebody at one point, I have a photo, I think I used it for my Patreon thing or and a couple other, like a profile pic for, for Facebook for a while, but I have a, 
I have this profile pic, you know, where I'm holding up my lightsaber and I'm using, I'm also giving the, you know, Vulcan salute to both. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody's like, oh, well, you don't know what you're doing. That's, that's, you don't do that. That's Star Trek. That's and not Star Wars. And I'm like, uh, no, you don't understand what the, the hidden, slight hidden meaning here is. It's just supposed to show that I like both. Both. Yeah, and they're like, you know, it's like, oh no, no, you see, they're they're like trying to be, oh no, I'm I'm smarter, I'm more of a geek than you are. I'm like, "Uh, no, you're not, really. (laughs) Trust me. I tell I tell everybody we're buy side. Ooh. All right, I'm gonna go to GoDaddy right now and buy that domain. Buy buy. buy, Wait, maybe I don't want to type that in. I might not want to type that in. So I think someone already owns that. And on that note. On the buy side note, uh, we'll all, uh, all everybody will say goodbye. Hey, thanks everyone for uh, for hanging in there for a, a long show, but it was a good one. I enjoyed it a lot, and it's good to talk to everybody who I haven't talked to uh, some of you in a while. So yeah, thanks for uh, for joining in tonight, and everyone go see the Force Awakens at least one more time. Yeah, I, I saw it both in two D and three D, and I, I think Joe did, and and anyone else, I'm not sure. Jeff, did you see both? I just seen it in 3D. I only 3D. Oh, uh, only like, 3D. Uh, I like to go to our okay. top line theater. To the so. top theater, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like. I think it's worth seeing it both ways if if you can. I mean, just to see the difference a little bit. But uh, I still like the old-fashioned way, I guess. I'll probably so. go see it in 2D. Probably later in the, you know, later in January, maybe I'll go see a 2D showing. Take off those glasses. I want to see you with my own eyes. No, All right. But just watch it. When you take off the glasses, you don't become like unsure of yourself and, you know, um, insecure and everything like Kylo. Just You can kind of watch you know, it. Kylo. You know, if you've been in a 3D theater and you pull off those glasses, you know, really, you don't really, it's not that bad. You know what it's I mean? It's a little confusing. It's a little fuzzier, I think. Like you had a couple the, drinks or something. But I'm bummed. All right. So everyone say goodbye. Happy New Year again to all of you and everyone listening. Thanks for downloading, watching, listening to the show again. And I'll be back next week with something new and fun, I hope. So, bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Transfer of data is complete. Hey, I just want to put out a, a, a big thank you to the, the folks that joined me uh, on the Skype chat. Uh, it was really great to catch up with everyone. Uh, big thanks to uh, Rick and Amy Moyer, Jen Rhodes, Joe and Will and Jedi Jeff and Pete. And I don't think I missed anyone. I think that's everyone. <laughs> I hope. Uh, again, uh, thanks to you guys. So you guys are fantastic. Uh, really great catching up with you talking about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Such a fun movie. Uh, and uh, I want to go see it again right now. So maybe maybe today even. Anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, next week's show, I'm not decided on yet. Uh, i got to put up the schedule, what, what I'm going to be doing it here in January. So uh, it'll be a surprise, we'll say. So, again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to help support the show, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi is the best way to do that. If you ever want to email me, treksf at gmail.com. And I think that's good for now. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.
This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production.